Uh, Peach, not looking good for our over. Team mm-hmm. USA, another win in. 2 0. But uh, we need more. We need more goals. We need, we need seven of those bad boys. The total was six and a half. Also, uh, nice little start to my baseball night, but now everything's falling apart. The Rangers had a 2 0 lead. Dodgers come back, take the lead 4 2. Rangers come back. They take the lead 5-4. to four. Now all hell's broke loose. No outs. Bases loaded. We just walked home the tying run. We're tied up at 5. And you said something to me during the break that was uh, that's going to stick with me. Why do I continue to bet against the Dodgers? Well, the Dodgers, <laughs> Pete, are only hitting two thirty against lefties. Mm-hmm. Dodgers aren't very good on the road this season. That's why we faded the Dodgers. Dodgers aren't a great team this year. Now, they're still good. They're still going to win the division most likely, but not your typical... Uh, Los Angeles Dodger team. Which means you know, they'll probably win the World Series. You know who else isn't going to be your typical team this year, Paige? I'm trying to talk you into them. So you look at the NFC North. The Lions are the favorites. Mm-hmm. We look at even week one. The Lions starting to get a little bit of credit. I did bet the Lions week one uh, plus seven is seven-point dogs against the Chiefs on the road. That's down to six and a half. Don't like it as much without the key number, but I do think Detroit keeps that game close. But in the NFC North this year, I'm trying to make the case for a team other than the Lions and I don't know what the Packers have in Jordan Love because we've barely seen Jordan Love. We saw him one time as a starter. That was against the Kansas City Chiefs a couple of years ago when Rodgers had COVID. Mm-hmm. But I'm high on Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields at Ohio State. And, you know, you see this on social media. You hear people call him just a running quarterback. But you go back, you watch him, and granted, that's in the Ryan Day offense where everybody's wide open. And you look at the wide receivers also who he was throwing the ball to, Jackson Smith and Jigba. But... uh I'm a big fan of Justin Fields, and I think he's going to have a big year. He came out. He said he's going to throw for over 4,000 yards. People are ripping him. I was on with uh, Sparky, you know, doing the Packers podcast. They don't believe in Justin Fields. Dude, there's a reason they traded up to pick 11 to get Justin Fields, and I didn't think he should have fell there. The problem for Justin Fields has been a terrible offensive line. You know, they gave up the fourth most sacks in the NFL last year. Year one, Matt Nagy didn't even want to want to bring him in. He wanted Andy Dalton to be a starting quarterback, so Justin Fields was running the Matt Nagy offense that was designed for Andy Dalton, and it was an absolute mess. But this season, man, I'm telling you, DJ Moore, that's an improved wide receiver room. With DJ Moore, now Mooney becomes your number two. I think he's more of a two than a one. I think Cole Komet, you know, another year, I know that I keep saying this, but I think he could have a big year, especially in the red zone. And I don't love Claypool, but he's a solid three. But the most important thing is, what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball. You know, a couple free agent signings on the offensive line. You bring in Nate Davis. You use your first-round pick on Darnell Wright. That's going to help. Justin Fields needs time, obviously. Also, they have the sixth easiest schedule of opponents, opponents, which is the third largest improvement. Last year, they played the fifth most difficult schedule, and they were still 1-7 in, in one-score games. So they were, only, they were competitive in eight games. They lost... Seven games by one touchdown or less. One and seven in one score games. It's definitely Friday night and I'm losing my mind. But I like the moves, man. DJ Moore, Tremaine Edmonds, we forget about that because it was so long ago. Maybe $18 million is too much for a linebacker. Nate Davis at right guard. TJ Edwards, another linebacker. I think you're drafting pretty smart in that secondary because that was an issue. Mm-hmm. And I, to be honest, $2 million for Robert Tunyon. He wasn't great last year, but you have to remember that was one year post-ACL. The year before that, caught double-digit touchdowns in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. He had 10 touchdowns that season. So now you can run more two tight end sets with him and Cole Komet. Again, six easiest schedule of opponents. You improve there. I like the Bears this season at least to go over their win total. And I'm going to take a shot with them in the NFC North. But I think the better bet is just to go Eberflus 11-1 to to be coach of the year. Like, if you like Green Bay, that's why I make the case for LaFleur to be yeah. coach of the year at 16-1. to Because if they win 10-11 games... Most likely they're winning the NFC North, 
and he never got the credit when he went 13-3 and three consecutive seasons because he had Aaron Rodgers, who won an MVP in two of those years. You know what I'm saying? So now he'll get the credit because we don't know what they're – nobody knows what Jordan Love is, even though he was a first-round pick. We haven't seen him, and it's year four for him. The only thing I worry about is that the NFC North is one of the weaker divisions in football, and if, like, the Steelers win their division, if, yeah. like, the Commanders win their division, if, like, the Rams win their division – you know, then I worry about they're going to give it to that guy over if, you know, somebody has a surprising year in the NFC North. So that would be the only thing I'd be concerned about. You bring, I mean, you bring up some good points about the Bears. The only thing I can't get past for Chicago is the fact that Fields is 5-20 and 20 as a starter, you know? Yeah. And, like, sure, they made, they've definitely made some big moves in the offseason. They spent some money. They obviously helped him out by getting DJ Moore, and they drafted pretty well. But Eberflus as a head coach just doesn't get me excited. Like, I don't know if he's the guy for a job. I don't know if he's just a good defensive coordinator or if he's a good head coach. Um, but, yeah, they just haven't translated into wins yet. You mentioned the one-score games. They're 1-7, which tells me sign of a young team. They don't There's quite like know Lions, how to yeah. win yet, right? And, right, maybe they are this year's Lions. You know, maybe, again, they kind of start off slow, and then they get hot towards the second start, towards the second half of the season. I just I can't get there with the Bears yet, Ryan. I can't get there. And I know every year in the NFL there's a team that goes from worst to first. There's a team that finishes last in their division that usually wins it the next year. And Chicago kind of looks like that team this year. They look like the candidates to maybe get that done. I just keep going back to the Packers, man. I just keep going back. And more, most of it yeah. is process of elimination. Like, I don't even really like Green Bay all that much. I just like them in this division. I, I mean, if the defense bounces back, like you said, though, I mean, you make a strong case because it's a bunch of first-round picks. We were projecting them top 10, maybe even top 5. Even the year before in that playoff loss to San Francisco, San Francisco couldn't do anything offensively. The only reason, the only reason Green Bay lost that game is because they had a kick and a punt block for a touchdown in the same playoff game. It's not a terrible case for Green Bay at all, man. It's just, and I just, I like can't, I just, I can't wait. How do you feel? Uh, obviously, as a Ravens fan, we both like them in the division. We'd like their win total. How do you feel about the Melvin Gordon pickup? Because, like, you know, he's he's obviously not going to be the lead back, but J.K. Dobbins. Uh, and how actually? How, yeah. Screw that, Melvin Gordon's your second or third back. How do you feel about all these dudes uh, not showing up to camp? All these injuries already. Like, yeah, is, when is Bateman ever going to be healthy? So I know. So Bateman, they say he's going to be back in the next couple of days. They're reporting. So hopefully he's all right. But yeah, like you said, Dobbins was on the pup list, physically mm. unable to perform. Some other of our starters. The Dobbins stuff is starting to get worrisome because he was supposed to be ready at the start of last year. He plays a little bit, and then he's out like eight weeks in the middle of the season. Right. And then he comes back. And he still just isn't 100%. Now, he was uh, effective even not being 100%, but clearly wasn't a mold self. So you think, okay, full off season, and he should be good. And now you see that he's on the pup list. They're signing Melvin Gordon, so that's making me a little concerned. You also have to remember Gus Edwards tore his ACL, too, the same year that Dobbins did. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, once running backs tear their ACLs, unless they're Adrian Peterson, they're usually, like, not the same guy. But at least they're, like, you know, healthy enough to where it shouldn't be a problem when we're, like, three years removed from the issue. So that is uh, is definitely concerning me because, again, you know how I feel. The Ravens are a running football team. They should be running the football. They have one of the best offensive lines in football. They're one of the best run-blocking teams in football. You obviously have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback, which automatically makes you one of the most difficult teams to defend in football. Lamar's only ever lost to an NFC team one time. 
And a big reason because of that is because the NFC teams can't simulate him. They see him once every four years, and that's such an advantage. Like, Ryan, this year they play the NFC West, right? So you're going to play San Francisco, one of the better teams in football. You play Seattle, who's good. So those two games right there could determine whether or not the Ravens win the division, right? They could determine what seeding you have. So Lamar being that dominant against the NFC is crucial, and they got to be able to run the football. I know everybody's excited about Munkin coming over, and the passing game is going to be much better, and they got Zay Flowers, and they got OBJ, and Bateman's healthy, Andrews is still there. But they're still a running football team. Like, when they're at their best, it's because they're running the football. By the way, the Pirates have gone back-to-back off Otani. Two nothing. Guy's a bum. Two bombs. What's yeah. he ever done? Exactly. There goes there goes the MVP. Yeah, back exactly. to back. Henry Davis, a solo shot, four hundred and ten feet. But yeah, I mean, uh, I, I really like the Ravens, Ryan. I think they're a sneaky play to win the AFC. You look at how well they played against the Bengals in the playoffs last year without Lamar. That defense is good enough to win a Super Bowl. They have the greatest kicker of all time, which is going to be a major asset when you get to the playoffs. And Lamar. I mean, if you had to give me one game and I could choose any quarterback, right? I'm choosing Mahomes. But I think, like, if if you're choosing one game, I think Lamar's, like, level of greatness, like, his peak is better than any quarterback in football. Yeah. Just because of his ability to run, right? Like, what he does, nobody else can do. And he's good enough as a passer where I would take his A-plus game over anybody's A-plus game in football. Now, obviously, I would choose Mahomes. I would choose Burrow over him but for one game like I mean just go back and look at like some of Lamar's QBR performances and what he did look at just what he's been doing with the Ravens and the offense and the weapons that he's been surrounding him with so and Greg Roman was his offensive coordinator which can't be understated enough so I'm excited for the season I just hope they stay healthy but if they do if Lamar stays healthy I think they got a really good shot of uh, going deep this year I can't wait, man. We're almost there. College football week zero. And then, of course, the NFL season, which I'm equally as excited for this season. A handful of teams just dropped their throwback in New Jersey's this week. And uh, our guy Zach drops this in the rundown. So the Vikings, you know I already hate because I hate the Vikings. And I can't get those, can't give those any mm-hmm. love. The Seahawks. Oh, gorgeous. Those are cold. And the video is fantastic. I love those. They got Geno Smith and the throwbacks right there. I really hope the Seahawks win 11-12 games. I'm a Geno fan, man, and offensively. So it's funny with Seattle because I always hated Pete Carroll, especially at USC because I'm a Notre Dame fan, obviously. Sure. The Bush push, I'll never forget. Luckily, those wins were vacated, which I think is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. telling me USC wasn't the best team in college football and Reggie Bush wasn't the best college football player on the planet. Um, but, dude, like, I like Pete Carroll now. I, I, I think that I just really hated Russell Wilson, it turns out. Mm. And when they got divorced, I chose Pete. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm I rooting for Geno Smith. Like, Geno Smith, everybody ask, act, always acted like he was this complete boss, which, okay, maybe, but you have to remember, he never even really officially lost his job. He just got punched in the face and broke his job. But I really like the Seahawks. I can't rate those number one, though. Those Browns jerseys, unis, are sick. The white, they got the, uh, I guess you would consider that like an orange trim. Those are. I would go with those number one. Probably put Seattle number two, and then the Kareem, uh, the Tampa Bay's, the the Bucks. Yeah, the, the Colts look too much like Duke, so I'm out. Uh, the creamsicles are yeah. classics. Those are. I like Seattle's the best. The classics I just, are the best. I, I think Seattle's is like when I think Seahawks and Kingdom. Like that's just that's beautiful stuff right there with the old logo. I mean that's that's my favorite. I'm also and blue's my favorite color, so I like that. The Browns are that's cold. 
And if yeah, it's like, like snowing in Cleveland the night that they're playing with those unis on, like that's that's going to be tough. So I do like that. And then Vikings, I mean, look, I'm a Ravens fan, so I kind of have to like purple. So I understand why you don't. But, uh, yeah, I'm a fan of it. Oh, USA are going to score three goals? No. I mean, they're shaky. The equivalent of a layup. They're, they're probably partying all night last night. To be honest, I, mean, I wouldn't would blame you blame them. Yeah. Why not? And we, Vietnam, I don't you know, even know what time it is. They're going to meet them by 12. Um, oh, it's early. It's like 11, uh, noon, maybe? Somewhere around there? It's Vietnam, man. I don't feel pretty... Ca- if they don't win this game by at least seven goals, I don't feel <laughs> confident, and I'm probably going to fade them. See, I mean, everybody's going to re- overreact oh, to this I am, stuff. because I have yeah. money on the over. Oh, well, there you go. Well, then you deserve to. You know? All right, we got two minutes before break, and then we're going to give weekend best bets when we come back. So I just wanted to throw this out there because we never got to it this week, but Big Game Boomer, who I love on Twitter, yeah. uh, they had a tweet, the best college football player to wear each jersey number. All right, so really quick, let me just throw a number and give me a guess. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll be easy on you too, okay? Yeah. Number one. Gosh. So you're going to say it's easy. I mean, like, Kyler Murray's the first one that comes to mind, but I don't know if he's the best. I mean, he won a Heisman. Larry Fitzgerald. Wear one? See, I don't even know that. Pitt. I know, I I'm not a big... That. See, this is the thing. Yeah, college jerseys, I mean, like, obviously, see, I think I'm, Larry, I think 11. All right, let me throw something that I think you would get. Yeah. Number five. Number five, uh, Reggie wore five? Yes. Okay, Reggie wore five. Reggie Bush. Yep. Number six. Gosh. Number six. Ooh. It's Baker Mayfield. Baker wore six. Okay. Number okay. two is Deion Sanders, Florida State. Oh, would not have known that. Three, Keyshawn Johnson, USC. Okay. Four, Deshaun Watson, mm. Clemson. Yeah. He's uh, pretty good. Seven, this is easy. He was my favorite college quarterback ever. He lost here. I'll give you a hint. Lost to Chris Winkie in Florida State in a national title game. Gosh. I mean, that was like kind of when I was really Played young. for Atlanta and Philadelphia and the pros. Changed football through a vortex football 700 feet. I mean, yards, I've, I've yards, definitely yards, heard yards, of him. Feet. I'm just... I, Mike I, Vick. <laughs> Number eight, Marcus Mariota, Oregon. Yep. Number nine... Best college quarterback in the history of college football, Joe Burrow. Although, all right, I just watched this special on the SEC. You would Network. take him over Cam Newton. So here's my question to you. All right, because I would take Cam. I watch. I mean, he broke like every single record at LSU. But but I just watched this special. They had it on the uh, on ESPNU. It was this hour like fluff piece on LSU football. It's funny. You got Coach O wearing no shirt. Joe Burrow's offense that year. So everything was out of the shotgun with Joe Brady calling those plays. And his skill position players were the most ridiculous page in college football history. It was Jamar Chase. It's Justin Jefferson. Chase was the number one. Jefferson was the number two. Like, you had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I know I know he's not like a top back in the NFL. I mean, he's, he's all right. But in college... You couldn't stop the dude. That offense was ridiculous. Yeah, I'd probably take Burrow over Cam. I think really? I would. Yeah, I think oh, I would. I, I'd take Cam. I think I'd take Burrow I'd over take Cam. Cam. I mean, look, I'd like Burrow, too. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We wrap up the show next. Weekend best bets. We'll take a look at golf, Major League Baseball, anything else that wets our whistle.